prioritize your health and wellness because you show up different. If you're mentally strong, mentally healthy, emotionally, spiritually, socially, you know, physically, when when those things are all working together, you really show up in, in a completely different light. This is Grow To Be Free, a self-development podcast that helps ambitious ladies pursue their dreams while finding peace, happiness, and maintaining a thriving mental health. My name is Kiani, and I burnt myself out at age 22. I didn't know my purpose. I hated my job. I thought money was the answer to all my problems, and girl, was I sad. I fought through anxiety and depression by working on myself nonstop. Now, I can honestly say that I am happy, I find peace every single day, and I'm on a journey to discover my best life. Join me as I sit with other ambitious gals who have learned to unlock this new level of life. Think of us as the girlfriends that actually grow with you. We'll share all the tangible tips to help you transform your mindset, mental health, relationships, faith, and finances. Plug in your headphones, get ready to jot down some notes, and let yourself be inspired. Welcome back to the Grow To Be Free podcast. We are on season three, episode 10, which means we're at the end of season three and this season went by so fast. I can't even tell you guys. It's been really, truly such a blessing. Thank you so much for being a listener and sticking with us in this time. I feel like this has been the season of first for the podcast in many ways i mean first season being with a mic that's pretty cool this season we had the first ever series which was on self-worth and those were the second through the sixth episodes of this season so go back and listen to those they're clearly marked being self-worth so that was amazing we had the first ever panel conversations where i had multiple people talking about things my first ever time having guests on the podcast that were in my house there was a lot of technical difficulties there and then also the first time having friends on the podcast which was also such a joy and really fun one of the the good ones was the one on how to have healthy self-worth in relationships if you haven't heard that episode go back and listen to it it's one of the top episodes thus far This was also the first time talking about acne. That was a new topic for me to talk about, but that was actually really helpful. And that was with Camille Gerges. That was a few episodes ago. So definitely listen to that one if you have acne or if you struggled with it. Uh, It's a very good one to listen to. And then it was also the first time having a man on the podcast. And that was the last episode with Brian Simmons on vulnerability just go and listen to it. It was pretty good. So I'm I'm just so full because even though this season was the season of first, we're wrapping up with someone who aligns strikingly well with the Grow To Be Free brand and mission to help ambitious ladies learn how to pursue their goals while also finding peace and happiness. And that can mean something different for everyone, but the important thing is that you're here, you're listening, you're seeking it out, you are finding ways in which you can really have your cake and eat it too. I don't understand that saying because why wouldn't you have cake and then not eat it? What's the point of having cake? So I believe that we can have our cake, aka our goals and our dreams, and we can eat it too, meaning that we can also be happy, we can also have a great mental health, we can also have it all in a way that is enlightening and fulfilling for us and then also brings good to the world. So again, thank you so much for being a part of this journey. It's really, truly meant so much. And the fact that you're learning and growing with me in this podcast means a lot as well. Just to kind of wrap up and give you guys a heads up of what's coming down the pipeline, we are going to take a four-week break after this episode, meaning that we will restart on May 15th. So there's going to be new guests coming down. We're actually going to talk a lot more about business topics and financial topics. So if you're business-minded or want to get your finances in order, this is definitely the time to stay in tune and market calendars for May 15th because we have a poppin' guest coming on. I'm not going to say who yet, but 
they're gonna be great and make sure during this break you do stay on touch in, on Instagram because I am going to continue to post inspirational and funny content on there. If you've been following me, you know there's some funny reels on there. I pretty much almost only share reels. I'm trying to diversify. We shall see. But let me know. Just drop me a DM. Comment on something, please. Let me know if you like it. Honestly, tell me if you don't like it, please. <laughs> the feedback is always super helpful. And with that being said, like if you've been here for any length of time, I want to let you know, like, I'm so grateful. I am so grateful that you listen even once to this podcast and if you get like honestly if you don't like anything don't worry about it you do not need to leave a review but if you do enjoy this podcast at all if you've gotten anything from it please leave a review I would really love to take a look and read your your takeaways and I really want to shout you out on a future episode it really does help podcasts get the message out to other people like if you've gained something from this like pay it forward like share it with somebody leave a review because that just helps the message get out more and if you've gained something that means somebody else can gain something too i appreciate all of you again it means the world to me so now with the episode hey everybody welcome back to the grow to be free podcast i am here with miss sandy farron and she's a speaker and certified health coach with over 15 years of leadership experience in the workplace she founded abundant wellness llc to create a community for career-driven women to achieve harmony and healing in their homes workplaces and faith through a proven four-step method called pace so i'm super excited to have her here today because she is super aligned with everything grow to be free she she speaks to a lot of really career driven women and i know if you're listening to this podcast you're probably really ambitious and really looking to make it in your career so sandy's going to be a great resource for you today so let's say hi to sandy hello kiani i'm so excited to be here so appreciate the invitation and can't wait to dive into the conversation for today amazing well sandy i really love the name of your company it's called abundant wellness and so i'm really curious what that means to you and what that actually is <laughs> so you read a little bit about my bio in terms of being one that helps women, career-driven women, achieve harmony and healing in their workplaces, homes, and faith. And abundant wellness is really a holistic approach to being well. So often, you know, when you think about wellness, sometimes people just focus on the physical health or maybe emotional, mental health. But I also take the focus on social health as well and consider how do we look at like the big picture? Because often um, in the workplace, we have a lot of conversations about work-life balance. And I don't think that really exists. I don't think it ever existed. I even remember early in my career, I'd say I live an integrated life um, because it really was that everything would blend and I didn't have set plans or schedules in terms of how I was navigating life. But when I think about wellness, I want it to be abundant. And as a person of faith, there's a biblical promise that I absolutely love that um, Jesus said in the Bible, you know, uh, I came that you may have life and life more abundantly. And sometimes people skip over the more abundantly and abundance in and of itself is plenty. It's plentiful. It's a lot. It's overflowing. But often we find ourselves depleted. We find ourselves lacking survival mode. And so when I was coming up with the concept for my business, I became a certified health coach. But I said, you know what? I want it to be of uh, overflow and of more. And what word captured that really well? It was abundance. <laughs> so I love that. Oh my goodness. I love it because it's not just holistic health, it's abundant health. Yes. So not only are we talking about everything, like all aspects of health, but we're also talking about more of it, like you said, and just having an overflow. I think people kind of limit themselves to just, just having enough. And I feel like Christians especially tend to do that as well. I, I'm not exactly sure why, but I, I know it's a tendency for us to kind of limit ourselves or limit God. But you highlighted a very important verse, which 
highlights that, you know, God wants us to have an abundant life and that's biblical and that's important too. So thanks for bringing that up. My pleasure. I, I really live by it. And I often pray this prayer that like, you know, God help me not to put my limitations on you because he is limitless. And um, that's kind of why the idea around abundance is just like something that I try to really live by. Like, okay, we're going to try to be at overflow and not lack. We try to be at overflow. <laughs> yes. I love it. Well, that's awesome. And, and your business does, it sounds like it stems right out of your own experience and your own story with, with health and wellness. Would you say so? Yes, definitely. Definitely. I um, actually started my company a little over a year or so ago. And it was really just at the height of the pandemic, as we were going through just a whirlwind of change, right? So many unknowns. I'm what you could consider a chronic overachiever because <laughs> I just was never satisfied Thank with you. the next level. And I was sacrificing everything. I mean, family, friends, relationships, all for career success. And at the height of the pandemic, my company gets acquired. And it's acquired and the leadership position I'm aspiring to gets filled with someone else. And as I'm just like bawling my eyes out, crying about the situation, telling my mentor, you know, this shouldn't have happened to me. This always happens. He, he finally was aware that three, four times in my career, I had heard no, you know, that it wasn't my time to get moved, advanced to the next level. And I'm just going and going and going. And he stops me and says, Sandy, look at your phone. 18 minutes had passed since we started that conversation. And he really helped me refocus and re- um, align myself with a biblical truth that is in Matthew 6 and 33 that says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added to you. And even now, like I sit and think about it, like I would have never thought that conversation would have turned into what it turned into for me because he and I always closed our conversations in prayer, but he had no idea that in the prayer, those tears streaming down my face were also tears of shame and guilt because I live by myself and in the pandemic, no one would have known that I had put on 30 pounds. Like literally in a span of, you know, between three to six months, really put on 30 pounds and I was binge eating. I was ordering food all the time and just trying to comfort myself that way. Mm -hmm. um, but what was really powerful in that conversation is that it allowed me to realize that I had to surrender. And in surrendering, I also accepted that, like, there are some aspects of corporate America that could be ghetto. Like, it just <laughs> is, you know, it's like, wait, we're just doing all of this in the pandemic. Like, you're acquiring another right. company. Then I, I joke and say, like, it felt like I got new step parents and nobody talked to me. Like, I'm just in here and you all said, this is my new last name and these are my new parents. This is a new house. Like, can we have a conversation? I just feel like. Can They're like reaching their hands into your fridge. You're like, that's my food. <laughs> right. It's like, this is so like unfair and inappropriate, but it allowed me to realize that we have a responsibility to prioritize our own health, our own wellness and our own well-being as a whole. Because if you don't, the company's still going to have their strategic goals. They're going to have their objectives and they're going to meet them. They're going to meet them. They're going to do what they have to do to be successful. And you have yeah. this one life, this one body that you're given in this, in this realm that you have to manage it and manage it well. And that's why today I help career-driven women really refocus and kind of snap out of it. Like, look, I know we want to climb this ladder, but have we talked about the broken rung? Okay, Ooh. there's a lot going on out there. So we need to go ahead and prioritize our health and our well-being so that we have the endurance to make it up the ladder, to have all of the career success, and then not lose our families while going after it, not lose our loved ones. I'm a caregiver. My parents are retired. Like, you don't want to lose those relationships. And I mm -hmm. literally lost my whole identity chasing mm -hmm. career advancement. And what, what happened for me is when everything flipped, 
I lost the weight. I got on, I, I became a certified health coach. I launched my business. I show up so different that even today I was having meetings, meetings about another opportunity at work. Didn't apply for it. Didn't apply for it, but they're like, oh, you'd be a great fit for this opportunity here. You did so great with this team over here. Opportunities start to show up because Mm -hmm. you're healthy and you're showing up differently Mm -hmm. because you prioritize your well-being. And often I see that with the ladies that I serve. Once we start to have conversations, once we start to change our habits, once we start to prioritize our health and wellness, they start losing the weight. They start feeling better about themselves. They start talking about having healthy boundaries. And it just is this cycle of all goodness, all goodness. I love that so much. And that was so beautifully said. I just, I love everything about that. And I relate to it a lot because I was definitely that girl as well. Like I sacrificed everything, my health, my relationships, friendships and family, like all of that, just for money. Basically, I was like, look, like, I really want to get this amount of income, like I want to be this and that, like this amount of successful. And Mm -hmm. it did not serve me well. It did not serve me well at all. And I just realized that purpose was really the most important thing for me. Like I realized I was chasing opportunities and things that didn't really interest me or didn't really spark my curiosity legitimately. They were just like, oh, this is a great opportunity for success. But at the end of the day, I didn't really care about what I was doing. I didn't really care about the people I was working with. And, you know, even though I would make great relationships there, they weren't real. They weren't real at all. And so I just love that you have so quickly shifted and pivoted in another direction. I mean, we talk about COVID being so long, but at the same time, like it's only been two years and you've like went through three or six months in the pandemic being 30 pounds heavier. And then now look at you, you're like completely different (laughs) person. Like walk us through that process. Like how did you actually start changing? And I feel like this is, it was very quick as well. Yes. You know, when you put it like that, it really feels like it was a short period of time. But when I was going through it, it felt so long. Right. It felt so long. Um, in the four-step method that I talk about, um, it's pace. Um, the P is preparation and prayer. The A is acceptance and awareness. The C is a commitment to community. And the E is an expectation of the desired result. Each of those steps is something that I apply to my own Um, health journey, because what I realized is that it wasn't as hard as I thought it was, but I needed support. So I did go through the process of getting appropriate support and putting systems in place for my success and keeping accountabilities in place. But the other thing too, was that I really leaned into faith because the reality is my locus of control, I really felt like I had no control none, right? Here's my job. My source of income is wonky. Like, I I don't know what we're doing here. So it's like, that's all going on. Then you're dealing with family and health concerns and worry around that. You know, I'm concerned about my nephew who's going to school. This is all pre-vaccine status, you know? So you're just all these different things. I'm in a whirlwind. And I just ended up going like, I'm just going to lean into the scripture that says, come to me, you who are burdened and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. I was like, God, I just got to lean on you. And I started saying every day is a gift. Every single day is a gift. So I treat it as such. And I would go out and walk and be mindful in my walks, looking outside, being thankful for nature. Um, It's actually a funny joke now on my Instagram. You may actually catch me, you know, videoing wild turkeys. (laughs) But that became a thing. The bunnies as well. All of my pets live outside. That's what I started telling people. All my pets live outside. They don't come to my home. I don't have to feed them or care for them. They're all outside. But that all started helping me be more present and also just walking. A lot of people make it seem like you have to go like CrossFit to lose weight. I just started walking. I really just started walking around my local neighborhood. It was free. (laughs) And it helped me bring all of the stress down. 
And then I would pray when I walked and I would every morning start my day in prayer, reading my Bible and just really leaning into faith and also doing those practical steps around exercising, around starting to meal prep, around starting to talk to people and be honest at work, which is another thing that I don't always hear people talk about is asking for what you need. You know, I was telling my, my, my leaders that I'm stressed out. And I was also telling them, look, my expectation was that I was moving up in leadership. That is not happening. And I don't know when that will happen, but I want to be a leader in this organization. And so I almost started basically pitching myself in the organization and networking because I'm like, okay, I'm at a new company. I don't know what the next step is, but I'm going to start networking across. I'm going to start networking um, at all levels. And I did it with a heart that even if I don't get promoted, I have new relationships. I have people who know me across the organization and who can vouch for me and know that I'm a genuine person. And and you never know what opportunities come from it. So mm-hmm. I always had more of an openness in approaching things that really helped me stay grounded and anchored because there's just so much going on. And there's still so mm-hmm. much going on. Even when you talk two years later, there's still a lot going on. And mm-hmm. so the more that I found ways to keep myself centered and anchored in in faith, in like practical steps that I could take throughout the days, um, all of that all contributed to my success. But yeah. it was all about pouring in. It was all about pouring in. Sometimes we think, oh yeah, you got to keep doing, doing, doing. I was like, I got to clear my calendar. I have got to be still. I've got to make sure, like even find creative ways to get out. I loved travel, still do, but had to get creative. I started driving to places that were near me so that I could get more viewing of nature and get out of my home and, you know, engage with different scenery to keep centering myself. And all of that was helpful. Yeah. Sounds like you just got really intentional with how you were using your time and how you were using your energy, especially. Yes. Intentional is definitely one of my words that I use all the time. Um, I'm telling you, it's like I'm intentional about who I meet with, how I meet with people, where I go, how I spend time, you know, where I I find myself in the spaces I find myself very, very intentional about those types mm. of things. And even how I govern like my life, because I always tell people that, you know, you never want to put if there are things that are in your control, you want to be in control of them. Like you're talking your body, your health, you're talking your mental health, emotional, spiritual, social, there's boundaries that need to be put in place. And I talk about healing a lot. You have to put yourself in a position to heal, to be the best version of yourself and be in alignment with God's plan and God's will for us. Like where you think about his vision for how he creates and shapes people and what he had in mind. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And imagine if you only got to see people that were not hurt, like no trauma, no, like how would the world look? Right. And so I always encourage people, get that healing, get that healing because you show up so different healed. You really do. That is so true. And I can vouch for that. (laughs) Yeah. And I wanted to ask you too, because it sounds like now you're very intentional with how you use your time and, you know, you put boundaries in place. And I feel like some people can use intentionality. At least I did in the past of like, look, I have goals in place that I want to achieve and I have dreams and those are like very high priority for me. So like, no, I can't hang out. No, I can't do this and that, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And like, that was like my intentionality being, were you like that too? Or how, what, what was your intentionality like before you started this journey? Um, It's funny hearing you say that because it can be on the extreme end where it's not healthy (laughs) because it's like, look, I have goals. I don't have time for anybody. (laughs) And that's how I was as the chronic overachiever. I didn't make time for relationships, friends, and even it created this pattern in me that I was saying no to all invites. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I didn't realize it because my natural proclivity is to be more introverted. Even if I show up as an extrovert, nobody believes me that I'm an introvert, <laughs> but I live alone. <laughs> so I get enough time by myself that when I have to be social, I could be real, 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 real social. Uh-huh. But I, um, I had to really temper that and realize, okay, people are priceless relationships. I want to have sisterhood. I want to have healthy relationships. Like I'm a single woman. I always think about it in the context of like, if you can't have a couple of healthy, like relationships with friends, like guys that you're good friends with that aren't romantic women that you're friends with that are your sisters and things. What makes you think you could have a healthy relationship with somebody, you know, a husband and stuff? Like, it just, I always think that way. I'm just like, okay, so basically you can't keep a handful of good girlfriends, but you want to have a whole husband. Like, you got to live with this person in your, like, he's in your space, like, all the time. You took his last name. He, and then you're having his children. Like, you have to, you have to share space. Like, I was like, make it make sense because you can't even have a good girlfriend that you could just go to her house in a robe in or something. Okay, with a scarf on your head. Like, you you can't even do that. But you want a whole husband over here that you think you're going to share space with. I'm I'm laughing so hard because that was exactly me, like, thinking this. But it's like, when you say it out loud, you're like, wait, yeah, make this make sense. Make it it make sense. Can we make it make sense, though? And I had to say that to myself, like, okay, Sandy, do you really think that? Okay. But it's just the work. Because sometimes people do want to gravitate towards you, but here you are with all these walls up. All of these walls you built to keep people out. And they feel that. Mm -hmm. They feel that. And so to get a good friend, you have to be a good friend. And I started to move that way. What kind of friendships do I want to have? What kind of relationships do I want to have? How do I want to show up in the world? Um, It was actually funny because then I started to attract different types of men. And I was just like, what is happening? It was almost scary because I was like, they're good men. This is crazy. I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) When the good men come around your legs. (laughs) I was like, what is happening? Wait a minute. They open doors. This is crazy. Do they really do this stuff? Like paying for dinners and stuff? They do the, do they do this? You're like, am I being punked right now? I thought I was at one point. I was like, I think I'm being punked. This is not, this is not real life. But you show up different. You're now attracting differently. And even the friendships that were coming into my life, like the women and the women that are in the community, um, in our private Facebook community, like it was just so different. There was just so it blows my mind still sometimes when I take a step back and think about it, but I always tell people to assess and, and look within, right? Because if you're showing up that way, where it's like, I'm all about the hustle, I'm all about the grind, I don't have time, people feel that. And I have to reel it in sometimes too, because I do work full time and I am building my business, but I have to tell people, do not assume I don't have time. I make time for whatever I want to make time for. Like I said that, I like, I make time for, if I want to hang out with you on Saturday, I promise I'm available. I will readjust my schedule, but don't make that decision for me. Mm. And that's, that's the healthy, that's the healthy me. The old me would be like, oh, that's fine. You don't have to invite me, honey. I'm busy anyways. I don't need to be, (laughs) I would be like, I don't need to be there anyways. But the healthy version of me is like, oh, no, no, no. Don't assume that. Don't assume that. I will move things around. I will shuffle things. We will, we will make it work. Yeah, that is so mature. And that's a great way to put it too, because yeah, yeah, I I used to be very similar as well. And I think, I think it's easy for us to, to just be like, well, it's okay. Like, I guess you're, we're just not friends anymore. (laughs) And then just like move on with your life. (laughs) Like, Listen, I used to cut people off all the time. When I tell you God had to deal with me with that, you do not, he was like, you do not get to cut people off. Okay. Especially like in the body of, like in the church family and stuff. You're like, oh, I'm cutting people off. Who does that? What is wrong with you? It's like kingdom. A lot of people do, (laughs) unfortunately. Yeah. And it's like, if people are unhealed, like I, I extend way more grace now, especially post COVID. We're still a little bit in it, but people are hurting. People are not Mm -hmm. acting as normal. Like some of the behavior you see, you could just see the weight of burnout and overwork and stress, like almost oozing out of people that you just have to be a little more uh, patient 
extend a little more grace towards people, especially if you have the capacity to do it. Um, I'm not saying tolerate bad behavior because I sure do grab people on the side. Like, you know, that's inappropriate. You know, you know, you inappropriate. That was not okay. You need to go apologize. Like I will grab you <laughs> afterwards. After you don't calm down, I will go ahead and come on in my office now in my virtual, we in the virtual space. Come on in the zoom room. Okay. We need to talk about what happened. What happened out there? <laughs> what happened? There's, but, there's definitely a delicate balance between yes. Showing people love, but yes. also not tolerating the bad behavior, like you said. For the last four years, I personally have been using journaling as a healing practice, and it's literally transformed my life. It's one of the key ways I've been able to work through my anxiety, get myself out of depression, and really begin to thrive in life. If you're looking to get into journaling or you are in need of a new one, the Ambitious Peace journals are now available on Amazon. For those of you who don't know, these are super cute aesthetic journals with a different encouraging, motivational, and insightful quote on every single page. They're small enough to fit in a purse, they're college ruled, and have 150 pages of space to free write, jot down your life plan, or to process those really tough thoughts and emotions. If you have been watching this on YouTube or Spotify, you'll be able to see what they look like, but I will describe them for everybody, so don't worry. One is this monochromatic chocolate wave design. The second one is another monochromatic look, but it's like a pink, light pink painting on canvas. And the last one is a light blue, white square geometric pattern that is very satisfying to the eye. My favorite one happens to be the chocolate one, but I'm looking forward to hearing which one is your favorite. So let me know in the comments or in your reviews. Again, you can find these on Amazon. I will link the Amazon link in the description of this show. And without further ado, let's get back to the episode. It very much takes emotional maturity to have conversations like that and to even like have the the self-awareness to know how you're coming across and know how you're speaking to others do you do you teach at all about that in what you do yes in different spaces I do talk about the communication piece because even like I said asking your leadership for what you need and actually communicating like that's something I had to learn because even growing up a lot of times you just didn't communicate and you'd make tons of assumptions. Mm -hmm. And I, it took a while for me to realize that's how I was moving through the world is like, I was assuming things like, Oh, they should know this about me. Like I even remember one of my closest girlfriends, <laughs> I got into a fight with her and then she was just like, what are you mad about? And I was like, you should know what I'm mad about. She was like, I really don't. I, Cause I failed to communicate. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you can communicate without tearing down or destroying someone's like character and things like there's ways to do it to allow the person to feel seen and heard but then you also feel seen and heard but that's part of the healing too it's a part of the healing and i i know it's harder sometimes to be like the bigger person who has to almost like walk people through how you're feeling and why and sometimes people don't get it and if they don't I don't even try to keep engaging in that. It's like, okay, if you don't understand where I'm coming from, why I'm coming from this point, let's just take a breather and we'll come back around. Or if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. Cause that's the piece too. When I talk about cutting people off, sometimes it's like, if this person refuses to participate in their own healing journey, you have to give space to that for the person to deal with it, for God to help give wisdom and understanding on how to really deal with that stuff. Because it's like, um, I think about how sometimes that toxic behavior or even bad company can cause you to sometimes feel away and not engage in the way that you normally would, because you can't, you feel like I keep extending grace over here and there's no shift in behavior. You're not acknowledging how I feel. I'm not acknowledging now how you feel because I don't feel heard. It's like, at some point we got to take a step back. And, um, 
the book, I can't remember the author's name right now. I think it's Townsend, but boundaries, that's such a great read Mm -hmm. for people to really think about how you have and set boundaries. Um, And even Crucial Conversations is a great read around how to have good conversations with people and get your points across and things. So there are resources out there that can help help with a lot of those things yeah yeah I definitely agree and there's there's I feel like that's a whole topic in itself to like go deep into communication um maybe we can talk about that in a future podcast or something yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and so earlier you you mentioned something about balance work-life balance being a myth. And so I agree with that statement, but why do you believe that? I want, I want the listeners to, to hear this because I catch so many people saying like, oh, I just want work-life balance in my next job or whatever. Like, that's all I want. And I, I have to stop and look at them and I'm like, it's not going to happen. But, but I feel like it's such a hard thing to explain. So can you explain why you feel like it is a myth? I feel like it's a myth because it's not like you show up while you may show up differently in different spaces. You're still one person, right? So if I'm using the example of a mom, you don't go to work and you're not a mom anymore. Like your children are still going to be waiting on you at home. So it's not like, Oh, at work, I'm different from, no, that's a part of your identity. It shapes how you see the world. It shapes how you move through the world. So when you talk about work-life balance, it's almost like a scale that work is on one side, life is on the other, and they have to like balance or, or whatnot. That's not even realistic in my mind. And in my opinion, when I used to hear people talk about it, it used to almost have a notion around like, oh, well, you only work X amount of hours and you'd leave work at work and come home and have home life and deal with home. But the reality is people forever. I mean, this is even pre-COVID. We're struggling with that notion of leaving work at work. You know, especially as we move to less desktop moves and having laptops and iPhones, which are mini computers and Samsung, like all of this technology has broken a lot of the barriers that you may have said existed in the past. And so if you're not intentional, there's that word again, about how you (laughs) move through your days and balance work and balance, I mean, like what, how many hours in a day are you committing? Like, what are your key tasks that need to be completed in a day to say that you've accomplished work for the day? And what are the things at home that need to happen? Often, I know growing up, Saturday was the day to clean everything in the house and then like do all your chores and grocery shop and do, I don't do that. I totally like by third, my laundry was done by like 9am this morning because I do not bring all these chores into my Saturday. Because if you're thinking about living a holistic life, you have to build in rest. You have to build in your own self-care, whatever that looks like. You have to build in the career aspiration of what is it that I have to accomplish for my job? What did they hire me to do? How do I maximize that time? And the reality is work from home, there are a lot of distractions. There are a lot of priorities, but I like this saying that I saw a while ago. If everything's a priority, nothing's a priority. <laughs> Is that not the truest thing ever? So like true. if we say it, we're doing everything, we're not, we're not doing anything. And that's a reality. So when you think about work-life balance, it's about what are the priorities? Like what are the things that need my attention? How do I silence a lot of noise and take it all the way down? I tend to batch tax. Uh, tasks so that I can say, oh, okay, this block of time is dedicated to this. And I focus in that time. I also like working with the concept of the zone of genius because mornings are like my peak. So that's why I said like laundry was done because I was working. (laughs) You know, I already got up, did put a load in, started working, chipping away at things. By the time I get that slew of meetings, I've already accomplished a lot of the stuff that requires mental focus. And then I can go off and whatever I have left in a day is, you know, things that may not be as heavy a lift. And so systems and thoughts like that help you live in harmony. That's why I say, look, we live a life in harmony because we want to have everything working together. 
everything's working together. Mm -hmm. So it's not that you have to be this separate person or split. Like I know parents that work early mornings and late evenings. I know for me, sometimes I have to chip away at a couple of things on a Saturday or Sunday. That's me. That's what helps me stay balanced. Because if I show up on Monday and I have no idea what happened after Friday when I shut my computer, it's chaos. I need a couple of mental, (laughs) I need to get that mental, like, oh, okay, I know that I have X amount of meetings. And I start to problem solve in my head for the week because I've already looked at my calendar for the week. I have other clients that are similar to me that they're all about systems between Trello boards and and list making, lists about lists. Um, That is what helps them keep everything in harmony. Um, But work-life balance, that's not a thing, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... I don't know. I'm just going to say it's fact now because I, I there's no actual like evidence that supports the op, like the opposing side. Like absolutely no. none. Like you just listed off so many things that were so relevant and so important. I feel like like you mentioned people talk about work life balance because it's something that they've heard before. Right. You know, it's something that sounds really nice too. You're like, "Oh, that sounds great. Like I want that." But there's no actual evidence that supports that at all or like what that even means. Um, but you did say something about the harmony. I really like that. And I don't know if I've ever heard that before. And it's kind of ironic because you mentioned how you like to look at, look at your calendar and like, look at your email on the weekends. I'm the exact opposite. I do not like doing that. I (laughs) like, I don't say I strive for work-life balance, but I do like want to keep, like, if I am off, like I want to be off, like, don't, don't talk to me. Like, like, I am checked out because my mind tends to, like, run. Like, I I will be thinking about things, like, outside of work, but I try to minimize that because that actually creates more stress, like, in my brain and in my body. And I've just learned that over time. So that's why, for me, I have to put those boundaries up so that way, like, my body can actually rest because my mind will just go and go and go and it won't stop. And and then Monday rolls around and I've been working for seven days straight. (laughs) So I used to have a rule that Saturday was my complete day off, but now that I work full time and still have my entrepreneurial endeavor that has shifted. However, what I do is Sunday is, is kind of more of like a prep day for that mental of all oh, planning things, but you'll laugh at this. I, um, I ended up getting an air quotes company phone. It's a, my own personal phone. The company was not paying for phones when we went home <laughs> to work with Coke. But between all of these collaboration tools and emails rolling in, I said, you know what? I need a separate phone. So that allowed me to create a boundary because Mm. my work work phone is separated from my personal. And so unless someone texts me and I happen to catch it, I really don't react to any messages and emails and stuff. And I've also gotten comfortable knowing that even if I see like my leadership interacting on weekends that I'm not responding because that's just, I've set that as an expectation. Um, And I also don't know if I'm, I'm, um, I hope it's not that I don't care anymore. Because I sure don't react anymore. I'll see something like, oh, okay, I'll answer on Monday. I don't even jump to it. It used to be that earlier in my career, it could be more confidence and comfort and just, you know, you've proven yourself over years that it doesn't bring me into a frenzy like it used. I used to be wild with that. Like, I'm I'm telling you, chronic overachiever. I used to be responding to email one time. This is a funny story, but this is back when I was, I was in the club. Okay. One time I was in the club with the work phone and I responded to an email on the dance floor. And then the partner responded back to the email. Like, why are you responding at two in the morning? He was in like Australia or something. So the time difference, and then I didn't respond and it never came up, but that was just hilarious. That's how bad I was. Kiani, I've changed. My life has been changed. Yes. Oh my goodness. That she be she be dancing. She like Okay, getting these emails out. I used to get such a high getting stuff done. You know you got your mental checklist. It used to be such a such a thrill to get stuff done off the checklist. I would feel so accomplished, even if it happened on the dance floor. That's so <laughs> 
so hilarious. I used to do things similar, so I don't blame you at all. I'm sure people will still be doing that. Like, a oh, lot yeah. of people do. I, 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 I could see it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, the, you've listed off so many, like, helpful tips already, but since we are talking to some ambitious ladies, like, what – how would you recommend somebody – strike a true balance between getting their things done to achieve their dreams and goals like say say somebody wants to be the ceo of a company and they're like at the bottom and they're like oh i have a lot of work to do you know i gotta climb that that ladder and so how do they balance that goal with making sure that they're healthy like how would you recommend somebody tackle that I would say definitely, 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 definitely prioritize your health and wellness because you show up different. If you're mentally strong, mentally healthy, emotionally, spiritually, socially, you know, physically, when, when those things are all working together, you really show up in, in a completely different light. And as it relates to career, it's always important to get the technical skill or the, the, the job experience that you need to bring you to that level, to do the career pathing and think about what training do I need? What education, what kind of people need to be in my network? I always like a lot of my career success is all tied into not only the faith piece that I talked about, but also sponsorship. You've got to, people have to know you. I know that a lot of people think that that's over with, but you have to know people. People have to know you. And they, we still have a lot of that going on in the workforce where if we don't know you, we have an established rapport. There's still like converse, back office conversations. They're doing it virtually now. So it's imperative that you're intentional about putting time on people's calendar, coffee chats, or quick conversation, 15 minutes, just keep it open. Hey, saw, met you at this thing or saw, heard you speak here, saw you on this thing. I would love to connect for a couple minutes. Or you send them collaboration tools, different teams, Skype, whatever, Zoom, all of these different tools you can use to engage with people. We are still very relational beings. People mm. need to know you. And I always encourage people not just think about the leadership strength. So you talked about becoming an executive. Don't just think about, oh, if I'm a manager, I have to only meet managers. Meet the directors, meet the, meet the partners, meet the executives at all levels, but meet your peers. Your peers need to know you because if opportunities come about, they'll drop your name because they'll know about you. And that's one thing that I also did is that, you know, I said, we're at this new company. It's virtual. These people don't know me. How do I get to know people? There are sometimes internal business resource groups or employee resource groups. Those are spaces to connect with people. I would engage on the collaboration tools. But then I also was very intentional down to the admins. Like I knew the admins who were going to get me the meetings with the executives. I'd reach out. I'd connect. I'd ask them questions. I'd get to know them as well because they are people. Mm-hmm. Be a people person in the sense that you commit, even if, if you think about it, 52 weeks in a year, if you even committed every week to a 30 minute call with someone you did not know, that's 52 new relationships in a year. That makes a huge difference. Something that small. And you think about it, that one person that you met could be one person away from the person that will get you an opportunity or vouch for you about something. Because I haven't worked with a lot of people in different, outside of the IT organization that I support, but because I had started working cross-functionally with like a finance group and networking there, my name started to move around there and in those spaces, LinkedIn, using LinkedIn, using social media to connect with people is a great opportunity. And you'll be surprised. People are people. I mean, the executives I, um, I engage with, they're human. I, I, you know, they, they want to get to know you too. They want to, they want to ensure your success too. People love to share about themselves, share their stories, get to know people. You'll learn so much. And I always say that you never know what you'll learn from someone just because you got to just be genuine and get to know them. 
You never know. That is so true. And I think an important thing to highlight about networking in general is that you have to go into it with that mindset, how you're describing it, just getting to know people and not expecting that something's going to come from it. Although, yes, be positive that, oh, yeah, you know, this could lead to something down the road, but don't be seeking out things from people because it definitely does change the way that you come off and can actually leave a bad taste in people's mouths too (laughs) if you approach it the wrong way so that's a that's a great point and then um also if if you're somebody who is maybe not trying to become an executive of a company or maybe you're trying to start your own company or you're trying to do your own thing become a content creator something like that Networking is also applicable, like even more so because if you're doing your own thing, technically nobody knows you. Like there's nobody who hired you who's like who knows you. Like that doesn't right. happen. So like you actually do have to do more of the outreach in order to get your name out there and you have to be even more intentional, I would say, than even be just being an employee somewhere. Very, would very true. I completely agree with that because even now social media and things like people are looking for social proof. And, um, and I like what you said about networking with it being um, the focus on getting to know the person. Cause you do feel that I know I've had people um, when I, when I, came to another leadership level that would reach out just solely because my title had changed. And you feel that you're like, okay, look, mm. I was here with y'all this whole time. Now <laughs> I update my LinkedIn. Here you go. <laughs> here you go. Hey, Sandy. Okay. Now you know my name. This is crazy. <laughs> you know, I was, I was just here. You, you didn't right. I, I'm like, I've been yesterday. here. <laughs> You just saw me? Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, well, awesome. This has been such a great conversation. I would love for you, Sandy, to share with the audience on where people can find you. I know that you have an amazing community of career-driven women, so share a little bit about that and anywhere else that people can find you. Yes, I would love, love, love to have um, the ladies, the lovely ladies listening uh, to join our private Facebook community. It's called Abundant Wellness Community with Sandy Farron. Um, I also on the on that group, I should tell you every month we have a wellness challenge and we hit on five components. or focal points where it's either some type of physical challenge that you could take on, whether you're doing lunges every day. I don't know why I threw that lunges in it. I was like last month. I don't know why, but <laughs> that was in there. <laughs> or you're doing um, steamed steamed food with veggies, or you're doing, you know, different, different thoughts and ideas we throw out there. We also do newsletters every month and um, just a growing community of women like, like, your listeners that are just looking for that added support, looking for other ideas on how people are doing it and what they're doing and how helpful it is. So definitely jump in there. And then I am Sandy Farron everywhere, literally Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, (laughs) LinkedIn, (laughs) all of them. (laughs) Yes. And I will link the Facebook group and all of Sandy's social media in the show notes. So that way you can find it super easily and join and be able to follow her and keep track of this amazing woman that you've been able to hear from today. And if there are any questions or, you know, follow-up items, or if you just want to say an amazing takeaway you've had from this episode, please, please, please go onto Instagram and tag us in a post that shares that or you can dm us would be amazing as well so thank you so much sandy lastly i would love to pray for you since i'm also a person of faith thank you i appreciate you thanks for having me on yes So dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. God, thank you so much for bringing Sandy into my life. She is an amazing light to the world. Thank you for blessing her with a great story of growth and relational abundance that has been seeded and it is now growing into a lovely bouquet of flowers that I am seeing. Lord, please bless Sandy and her community and all of the work that she is doing to help these amazing women. 
I pray for abundant um, success and growth in that and for all of the amazing endeavors that you've called her to do. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sandy.